Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Sades and I'm here to walk you through the many escapades of my life. I believe everyone has a story to share and that every story is worth telling, which is why I made this podcast. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. to today's podcast. Today I'm going to talk about road tripping to further destinations and um, tips for road tripping and road tripping during COVID and all those kinds of things. I just went on a road trip with my husband last week. We left um, last Saturday, so a week ago, and we're back already. But we also took Uh, a long road trip in March when we went to Florida for our wedding and we went to Florida again for a little mini vacation but we've also taken shorter road trips here and there but all of these help for all of that but especially the longer ones so I just thought I would talk about it because there was a lot to um lot to prepare for it so I'll just dive in so one thing that you want to do for a road trip is to download music if you don't want to if you don't have unlimited data that's super helpful I know I'm able to do it on Spotify but I think you can with Apple music too um so downloading music or having traditional like CDs or something can be helpful. I'm not a big radio person, so that's not up my alley. But you could always do that too. Um, also downloading like TV shows, movies on like Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. I have all of those. Amazon um, video too. Those are all things that you can download um, TV shows and movies on. So then again, you're not using data and I actually use, I keep my old phones when I get new ones and I download stuff onto those so I don't have to use my um, phone that has data so I don't have to use that one even though I have unlimited um, so it doesn't drain the battery because I use it for social media and um, for like texting or calling or the internet or whatever um it's just nice to not have to worry about it the battery draining so much and that's why I keep that I'm sure you could do it maybe on like an old iPod touch possibly too I'm not really sure but um also like downloading or listening to podcasts is super helpful when you're driving or when you're in the passenger seat either one Uh, or doing it together with whoever you're traveling with. And then um, a big one for me this time was audiobooks. Um, And I downloaded that to my old phone too. And I listened to My Sister's Keeper on the way there and back, and I finished it on the way back by Jodi Picoult, and it was really good. Um, 
so yeah just finding i found uh the audiobook was what made me stay awake because i was super invested and wanted to know what happened i love podcasts i listened to those on our uh, first trip to florida i listened to dax shepherd's armchair expert episodes like the whole time i drove but I really liked the audiobook this time because I was really invested in it. It had different characters talk for each chapter, so that made it more interesting too. And yeah, that's my advice for kind of entertainment. You could also just talk to the person, but um, what we did, which I'll talk about later in this episode, is we... The other person slept when the other person was driving, so we weren't really both up at the same time. And our drive was roughly 24 hours there and less than 24 back. So um, so another recommendation is to get portable chargers and to charge them beforehand fully so you don't need to use the outlet to charge your phone the whole time um it also comes in handy if you're using it for other things like we had a gps that had to be plugged into the outlet and like the whole time and so obviously then only one of us could be charging our phones at once and if we needed it then we'd be screwed so i we have like three of those like honestly aren't that expensive and they're worth it to get the portable chargers and they're always helpful if you're in a rut um so as i mentioned we used a gps the first time we went my mom had a i think garmin one um she wasn't able to find it this time but she found her old one which was just an old tom tom gps but I found that those were super helpful because then again, you don't need to use your phone the entire time just for that. Um, and we found it because um, the TomTom Tom was older, you couldn't really get rest stops super easily on it. So we would just look up the rest stops on the maps on our phone to find the quickest one if there wasn't like signs for one or anything. Um, and I, even if you don't own a GPS yourself or don't want to like purchase one, I would ask around for your friends and family and see if you can borrow one because that was really helpful for us. Another thing is to have snacks, whatever snacks you're into. There's, um, we were looking up like there's different healthier snacks that you can bring a lot of the stuff they suggested needed to be cooled though and we didn't bring a cooler so we kind of just went with whatever foods we wanted and I got like a staple for me is to get cliff bars um I really love like the Ritz cheese and cracker little mini sandwiches I honestly didn't eat either of those though I ate like um some kind of like Dorito chip and Chex Mix that my mother-in-law made homemade which was really good and 
than that, I didn't really snack a whole lot. We ate um, beforehand and we stopped at, for sandwiches on the way there and back because sandwiches are, you know, lighter and healthier and um, filling. So I would say bring lots of snacks though, just in case you do get hungry. Um, have lots of water packed, so preferably not plastic bottles. I am not a fan, it's not good for the environment, so we, uh, we have a ton of, like, portable, we have, like, some, I don't know, are they metal? We have metal ones and, like, uh, like, plastic travel ones that are reusable, and we always bring, like, pretty much as many <laughs> water bottles that we own because it's always better to have more water than not enough and there are places that have where you can refill it up but we just don't rely on that so we just bring a ton of water and that way we're prepared. I also suggest not just bringing water but um, we really love vitamin water, so we would get that too. It's nice because it has electrolytes. We get the zero sugar ones, and it's helpful to have something with a little bit more flavor to it. And because neither of us drink caffeine, um, whenever we want to stay awake, something that we always drink is orange juice. So we would bring those in, ones that would stay cold for longer, some... Um, travel water bottles and we would bring like three of the, three bigger ones of those so that was helpful um another tip would be to stop whenever you feel sleepy or need to stretch or obviously whenever you need to go to the bathroom um it's really important to stop whenever you're tired and I personally have like really bad knee and both of my knees were actually pretty irritated but especially my bad one would really tense up so whenever I was driving I needed to stop like every two hours and maybe at most three before I would need to stretch it and I would just say not to push it and when you need to stretch you need to stretch and that's completely fine even if it takes you longer like we always leave earlier than we need to for our check-in um because you just need to give room for if the traffic's bad or if you know you need more time to stretch or eat or, you know, there's a number of factors that could happen that could delay you getting there, like, exactly on time. So, for example, I think it said it was, like, um, under 19, like, 18 and a half, possibly, to get there, and it took us 24, um, 24, 25 hours to get there this time, and I think last time it was around 24, too. So that's like six extra hours that you would need to factor in with resting for gas and going to the bathroom and stretching and all of that. 
so that is something to keep in mind too. Um, rest areas are really nice when you do need to stretch and for bathroom breaks because they're really easy on and offs and most of the time if you're driving on the interstate it'll tell you how far away a rest area is on the side of the road. That way you don't need to look it up on your phone if you're the only one awake. Um, you don't need to wake up the other person and ask them to look. You can just swoop right off and um, there are also, I know my husband used, there's certain gas apps where you can find the best prices, uh, the lowest prices around you so you can save some money on that. Um, I found on our way there and back that the Loves gas stations are actually, they usually have nice and clean bathrooms. That was something that I noticed, so just something to keep in mind. Uh, we tend to not go to the ones that are kind of sketchier and look like they won't be as clean. Obviously, when you need to go, you need to go, and when you need gas, like, but I think it's worth going to the cleaner ones because, especially with COVID and germs and everything, it's better to be safe when you can. So, some bathrooms have the toilet seat covers in the stall, and I, I use like two or three on the toilet seat. I always have used them, but I have been using the extra layers just to be safe, and if they don't have any, um, make them, <clears throat> make your own makeshift one with toilet paper. I d did not sit on a single seat without some protective barrier in between because I try to be really careful and especially with COVID. I just didn't, I know how dirty that <laughs> bathroom seats are so that is an important thing to remember when you're traveling or all the time too. And because COVID is still a thing right now, I want to remind you to wear a mask properly over your nose and mouth. And I use a glove when I'm pumping gas, when I'm going inside to go to the bathroom. Use it for the door handle when you open the door because usually they aren't automatic. And then even if they are, you have to enter the bathroom, which might have a handle. And, like, locking the stall. There's just a lot of things that you really shouldn't be touching barehanded. Um, especially, so if you don't have gloves. By the way, we get our gloves. We found gloves at Target in town and out of town when we were on our trip because we ran out. But I've always found some there in the cleaning aisle. And obviously, be really careful about cross-contamination. Don't touch your phone when you have the glove on. Um, don't touch your face or anything like that. Um, but if you don't have gloves, you can use paper towel or tissue to open doors. Um, especially, okay, so if you wash your hands in the bathroom, 
please <laughs> don't touch the door right after. And if you do, and if you absolutely have to, they only have like touchless dryers. You don't have anything. Um, always keep sanitizer in the car too and use that before you touch your keys, before you touch all that stuff. Uh, I sanitize every single time I went back to the car, no matter if I had gloves on or not, um, which I did, but I just think it's super important to be extra cautious about this stuff. Um, I always, if there are handicap doors, you can use your foot to press that open instead of pressing it with your hand. I'll just use like the bottom of my shoe, um, with it on my foot and always flush with my foot too, never with my hand. I've become very appreciative for the bathrooms where everything is touchless. Everything. The sink, the soap, the hand dryer. It's way easier and less stressful. So shout out to the bathrooms who have all of that. But there are, I have noticed... In pretty much every place we stopped, there are a lot of people who either don't wear masks at all or don't wear them properly. So just really try to keep your distance and be safe and sanitary because people don't care and um, you don't want to risk it. I've just really, really noticed it at gas stations. It's terrible. Even workers sometimes believe it or not so um so like I said bring multiple sanitizers in the car we have like a big bottle we have like a spray sanitizing spray we have like a foam one we have we have so many sanitizers it's <laughs> a little uh extra but you're always gonna need it so it's better to have more than not enough so, if you can, switch shifts driving with whoever you're traveling with, and while they're driving, I would recommend sleeping if you're not planning, so, if you're not planning on stopping and staying somewhere, which we didn't, and we didn't want to. We didn't want to stay in a hotel or a motel or anywhere on the way there. We just wanted to drive straight through, um, if necessary, if both of us were really tired, then we could always stop at a rest stop for a little bit and both take a quick uh, power nap. But we figured it out really well this time with one of us just slept while the other drove. And because the other person is probably going to be listening to something through the car speakers, I would highly recommend bringing um, earplugs, noise canceling like headphones or putting in headphones. I used um, like calming music or you could use like a sleeping meditation or something. So I used the Insight Timer app and I used, I think it was called Sleep Music, um, the category. And then the two that I really liked was Deep Sleep Music. I think it was Aaron Daryl and then the other one was titled Relaxing Within um, by Pablo Arlano I don't know if I'm saying that right but 
I listen to that because when Trevor was driving, he was listening to a podcast and I found it hard for me to fall asleep because I would be listening to it. Or when he was listening to an audiobook when he was driving, I would be listening and not falling asleep. So I'd put that on and it helped me fall asleep. So that is a tip. <laughs> and also, um, we have like a... I don't know, a blindfold, I think uh, it's called, like a sleep mask where it blocks out the sun and daylight. So that was helpful if it was still bright out and you weren't able to fall asleep with that. Another thing I mentioned before, stretching your legs is very important. Walk around, I would say, for like 10 minutes if you can, honestly. Um... Whenever I was in physical therapy, I would tell them I had a desk job, and so I would sit a lot, and it would really hurt my leg, my knee especially, and he said to try to get up every hour and walk 10 minutes, so obviously you might not be able to stop every hour. I mean, that's okay if you do, but, um, and then to walk for 10 minutes, so that's what I do when I'm at work, and that's... I tried to do it when we were on our rest stops. I didn't do it like when I was sleeping. I didn't want to get up and be active really, but I would do some light stretching and then walk a little bit extra from going to the bathroom. But um, And while you're driving or in the passenger seat, kind of like shift how your leg is. So I would stretch mine because my, my left one hurts and... I only use my right foot to drive, so I would stretch my leg out, I extend it, and then move it in and, like, move it around while you're driving so it's not just stiff and stationary, and massaging, like, the muscles on your leg and around your knee were helpful, stretching my hips because those would get really tight, um, and yeah. So the next thing we let's see we drove like I said roughly 24 hours there and didn't stop to sleep anywhere I started and went about halfway and my husband took the later shift because I'm not the best at being awake at like 3 to 5 a.m. um and then I drove again when I was when he was tired, so I would just say really don't push yourself because that can cause accidents. It's really bad. It's like driving while intoxicated. Driving when you're tired is really, really dangerous, so it's okay to stop. Another uh, few suggestions of what to keep in your car is to pack extra phone chargers, um, glasses cleaner if you wear glasses, uh, contact solution. I wouldn't really recommend wearing your contacts if you do have glasses as an alternative because they'll get dry eventually and it's harder if they get dry and you're the one driving. And luckily we got stuck in traffic at one point. I was able to take them out quick because we were at a complete stop for a while on the interstate, but 
also bringing a flashlight. We have a car emergency kit that we bought just in case and it gives us a really good peace of mind that we have that as a backup if we should need it. Um, try to sleep really well beforehand the night before you go. Try to get at least eight hours of sleep or whatever amount really makes you feel well rested. Stay hydrated even if you'll have to stop more. Uh, it's really not going to help you if you're dehydrated on the road. Another thing that helps when you're driving is chewing gum, especially we drove through a couple mountain places between like mountains and our ears would plug up and chewing gum helps with that. It also helps you stay awake. It also helps um, suppress your hunger if you're really hungry and can't stop or don't have any food. So I would definitely recommend bringing some packs of gum. I would also recommend bringing sanitizing wipes and towels, paper towel, napkins, tissues, all that um, in case you have a spill or something or in case you need to clean anything. It's just really helpful to have that on hand. Um, so we stayed at an Airbnb when we finally got there. <laughs> and we only left a few times for groceries at a grocery store. We got takeout food one night and we also took our dog to the park and socially distanced from everyone there like we always do. And we went to the beach. We visited the beach we got married on and there really weren't that many people there because it was uh, not... It was like 60 degrees and cloudy and there really weren't that many people out there. So, um, but when we did get to the Airbnb, we wiped down all the door handles, the sink handles, the light switches, uh, fridge handles, everything that's really touched at an Airbnb. I like to do that for peace of mind too because although they do have like a thorough cleaning system. I always do that when I'm at work or anywhere that I'm not habitating in and it just makes me feel better and there's really no harm in doing it. It was worth the extra uh, few steps. I also bring, I've always done this though, I bring my own blankets and pillow for the Airbnb, but it's also helpful to have in the car when you're road tripping for a while. But I bring a ton of blankets. I just like to use my own. I don't know, I'm weird about it, and I like some familiarity, and I don't know. I just prefer it. <laughs> it's also always better to overpack if you can and have the room. I personally feel like I'm physically unable to not overpack anyway. I always pack way more stuff than I need. I bring, because honestly, like, you never know what the weather is going to be like. I never know what I'm going to wear in advance. I'm not, like, an outfit planner at all. And I always 
I'm never feeling like, oh man, I forgot something or, oh, I don't know, I have nothing to wear. I always have like backups to backups to backups. <laughs> you also want to bring things like band-aids, chapstick, sunscreen for the car might be needed even if it's not sunny. Sun does go through clouds and if it's light out, you might need them. Um, sunglasses. I also recommend easy slip on and off shoes. I wore my fleece lined Crocs with fuzzy socks because they're my favorite and I wear fuzzy socks all the time and the Crocs were really easy to slip on and off in the car. And highly recommend wearing a comfy outfit for the road. I wore like a pullover sweatshirt, um, sweater, didn't have a hood, <laughs> um, and sweatpants or loose soft leggings and I wore over it like a long fleece cardigan that I really like but I was super comfortable the whole time and that's really important when you're in the car for so long. Another uh, few things I taped my knee with KT tape and my IT band which is helpful or you can bring a compression brace and wear that if you um, have bad knee like me bringing a muscle roller too um, that can be helpful to blow out your muscles that get tight from driving and being in the car uh, or bring Scissors and a knife is helpful if you ever need to open anything or it's always just helpful to have something sharper like that just to, like I said, be able to open anything or cut something. It's just, I keep those in my car regularly anyway. So now I'm going to touch upon traveling with pets for the last little bit. So we traveled with our puppy and she was really good and slept pretty much the whole time the when we traveled to florida last march with um, my old dog angel who was 16 she really hated the car she would be really anxious and pant the whole time be pretty restless and we drove with her to florida because it was for our wedding and i needed her there uh but if you're worried about that kind of thing, she already had an anxiety medication from the vet that we would give her when she would get pretty um, anxious and pace back and forth and pant and stuff. And we talked to him about it and he recommended like the correct dosage to give her. I've also heard that people use melatonin chews or <clears throat> CBD like to uh for dogs to calm them in the car but our dog didn't need that they also have like the thunder shirts which is for anxious dogs and they have like sprays that are supposed to be calming too but that's just if your dog is anxious in the car uh, we also brought a Kong with the treats that go in it and she has a separate Kong that we put like the Kong filling into it we brought her healthy bones to eat um, her harder bones that she chews a lot and it's always something we do is give 
<clears throat> the dog a new toy so she gets excited about it in the car and then obviously bringing like their favorite toys a blanket for them that smells like home and like you a towel for them for their feet if they get wet uh their food bowls for water and food etc we also have a hammock for our back seat um it was helpful for our older dog but um it's helpful with our dog now because it has like the protective layer but we don't put it uh, clipped to the back seats where it's up because she jumps up front with us all the time and figures out a way to get there anyway even if it were to be up so we just leave that part down but it's nice because ours is like waterproof and when she is chewing bones and her Kong treats and stuff like that crumbs do get on it so it's really easy to just wipe it off so I have that down and then I put blankets down on top of it so it's more comfortable for her and yeah that is about all I have for traveling road tripping road tripping during COVID um, taking longer road trips or this can also apply for shorter ones too but I just wanted to give out my advice there are a lot of articles online to search through, and if you'd rather listen to it, then this is perfect for you. These are all things that have worked really well for Trevor and I and for our puppy and our dog uh, before, so I hope this was helpful. I hope that you are able to use some of these in the future, and thanks for listening, and I'll catch you at the next episode. And I hope you all have safe travels whenever you take one. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, feel free to rate and review on the app. Subscribe if you want to catch new episodes as they're released. I appreciate you tons. Bye.